and finding that fit and working with somebody that is going to get you from point A to point B and listen to you, it does require finding that person that, that has decent leadership and has good communication and does have a professional um, approach to how they do things. Welcome back to Two Gals. We are in the month of August and we are talking about leadership. Uh, we talked about the different styles of leadership. And today we have a special guest that's going to tell us about um, those type of leadership she uses. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? Well, I am working on my smoothie this morning. I'm about halfway through. So I've been kind of playing around with the my balance of like protein, but with the microgreens. So it still kind of tastes good. Um, adding that flax, that ground flax seeds. So I mean, and it gets me like straight through to lunch. No problem. Uh, so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? So I am having a iced decaf coffee from Duncan. And because my little one can't have milk, I have a little bit bit of almond milk and I learned that their sweetener has milk in it dairy in it so I have their French vanilla unsweetened um so I am going there's like no sugar <laughs> I like no, it. I've, I've learned it, it took a little bit to get used to I remember I got so excited I could go get my coffee and then when I realized all the stuff has dairy in it I was like dang it <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we have our uh, special guest with us, Liz McKenna. And so uh, before Liz introduces herself and what she does, um, Liz, what's in your glass? I just finished my cup of coffee. It was just black coffee with some vital proteins, trying to get after the proteins uh, early in the morning. And I have my water with some creatine. I was able to get my lift in before our chat here. So replenishing the muscles where they need to be replenished. Yeah, I love that. Um, so Liz, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I am Liz McKenna. I'm the owner of LM Fitness and Nutrition, LLC. I have been in the industry working as a NASM certified personal trainer and nutritional coach for the past six some years now. Um, it's crazy how time flies. Um, I'm also a strong first kettlebell level two coach. So diving into all the kettlebell functional training and barbell lifts um, has been a fun journey for myself and for my clients. Um, a lot of the work I do is one-on-one -on -one clients, whether I'm coaching them through programs in their fitness journey or taking them through nutritional coaching journeys where we work mostly on behavioral change, habit change, and making positive growth for long-term success. I love that. And so that's, that's awesome. how I first got introduced to you was via like learning about how you're more about the long-term plan as well mm -hmm. as the short-term plan. So that was like Correct. speaking my language because um, I want to have like, what's our sustainable plan for the future? Um, so that being said, as you can imagine, uh, when we're talking about behavioral change, which is a big part of what needs to happen if we're going to actually get somebody to reach a goal or goals mm -hmm. that are going to be a lifelong um, journey. So I can imagine that um, you implement different leadership techniques and strategies along the way to make sure that you're getting that that point across and helping the person that you're working with in their journey to understand kind of that growth that needs to happen. Um, so 
like what have you like where did you start with like trying to figure out how to best communicate with individuals and then where have you grown with that so that's a great question where I really got my roots in trying to understand and really connect with my clientele is to lead by example, um, having myself be showing the work that needs to happen that they're envisioning for themselves and really making it known that if I can be able to put it under my own practice, I have every faith that you can do it too. Um, that has been really my, my foundation in leadership is to lead by example. Um, but I think where I've really grown is to find the level of not only communicating, but listening. Um, really getting to know the pains, the struggles, the hiccups that someone personally might face in their journey. A lot of times it's giving the space for them to express themselves where they might not think they're making sense, but to be able to just get it out of their own brain, relieve the brain fog, um, uh, almost create more of that comfort and space of trust to then be able to know that they can have a resource and a reliable resource in myself. Um, to continue leading them towards their goals. I love that. I think the mm -hmm. listening is is a big part of it. And big when, part. sometimes when we think about like this, like cliche term of leadership, it's about giving directives. And so sometimes that's kind of our image of leadership, but really uh, a good leader actually listens because then you can adapt to your audience you can't adapt and really meet the needs of your audience if you don't listen. Uh, right. And I think we think of listening as like, oh, it's it's actually one of the hardest things we have to do. It's easy to talk. It's easy to give advice, but to actually like truly listen and not let your brain go a thousand other places and like go ahead is actually really hard. Mm -hmm. It is. And when you listen, then you can actually provide the value they're looking for instead of just pushing things on them. Because there's enough that gets pushed on us in a given day, right? Especially in this industry. There's just so much being talked about where most of the time people are hearing too much and they're not sure where to go. But if they talk it out and you give room for them to talk it out, they then begin to understand where it is their journey needs to go instead of staying stuck in the unknown. Um, so that listening, I find, is the biggest asset to, to leadership. So as far as like kind of the learning along the way, so what are some of the, uh, the bumps of, in the road that you've experienced? I certainly would say... Um, throughout my course of coaching, uh, really understanding the push and pull for a particular client, um, knowing the point of where they're not going to be pushed to the extreme, but they're not going to be held back because you aren't pushing them enough. Um, it's definitely a balancing act. The more you work with someone over a course of time, the better you get to understand their ebbs and flows. Uh, so you can find their peaks and their moments where they're most motivated to get up and after it and to give them the grace and teach them the patience when they might be at their lowest slope, but keeping them consistent during those times so that when another peak rises, they're right back where they left off, if not further than where they were at that last peak. 
Um, so over the course of time, I think learning that balance was my biggest struggle and remains to be if a new client comes on board because it's like starting fresh again. Um, so giving myself the grace as a leader to understand that that's going to come in uh, ebbs and flows for myself. Mm-hmm. I was say that's hard because every person is different. And even even the same person is different day to day because of how you feel and how mm-hmm. um you know, your mood. And, you know, we all have days where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. I could, you know, conquer the world. And then there's days it's like, I got to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time. I even felt that myself today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd say um, one of the things that I've noticed, especially with like that more coaching style leadership, which which is what we do a lot with patients, um, to really kind of get them encouraged along the way. But then a lot of the teaching that needs to happen in order to get, you know, knowledge, understanding from point A to point B, which is a big thing of what we need to do in healthcare. But I find that like the consistency, if I can just stay consistent with myself so that there's a predictable um, experience that's going to happen, it helps keep everything calmer. So it's less of the yo-yo. Like you, you know that there's going to be an accountability factor, right? You know, I'm going to ask every single time, you know, what, you know, based on what we had previously educated on, how is that going? Right. Not in a, you know, punitive way, but like, uh, Hey, there's, it's just the accountability part. Uh, and, and the structure of how, I kind of set it up. There's just a consistency. I mean, obviously I deviate um, along the way, but I think that helps kind of calm it and get everything going faster. Um, At least that's kind of what I've noticed. Do you kind of set your structure in a similar way with like how you start the interaction versus how you push through? Yes. I'll always start a session or a meeting with a client first addressing how they are. Um, how are you today? How is your body today? Um, what is your energy level like on a scale of one to 10? Um, that allows me to understand where they are both physically and mentally to know how I'm going to communicate and push them through the session. Um, throughout the session, it's very always much structured the same dependent on a person's ability and access to um, equipment. But you're going to start with your accessory work into your compound list get into a little bit more of that finisher style um, movements towards the end ballistics. So everything tends to roll the same, but depending on someone's goal, it's going to look different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, they, they are aware of what to expect, which almost makes them feel more consistent to what they need to do in order to show up for themselves within that session. Mm -hmm. Um, So that too, that's important. And I like how you said consistency because like you yourself being consistent, um, I used to coach gymnastics and I could be very tough and strict and, but my kids walked in there every single day, knowing exactly what the expectations were. And they mm-hmm. also knew it was okay for them to be like, Hey, I'm having a rough day. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like you're allowed a rough day, but we're not going to sit out. Like, let's, you know, let's scale it back a little bit. Like we still got to do something productive. And so I, I love how you said consistency, Joss, because I think that is huge. And, um, just people knowing what the expectations are, how do you, it's hard to walk into a situation when you, you don't know if they're going to be happy, playful, or it's a hardworking day. Like you can't, you can't prepare yourself for that. 
No, it's not good for your nervous system because like if you don't know who like who you're interacting with that day then the edge the guard you know everything it just it i mean i've i've had those interactions on you know on my own right like i've had gyms where like there's a a coach in there that teaches like a class and i don't know who's going to show up that day right are they going to be moody and like just kind of frustrated at the world or are they going to be happy and excited or are they going to be kind of plateaued and flat and it's like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't, like, I don't really care what's going on in the background. I'm just coming here to work out or whatever it might be. Like, just like structure this. I don't want to think right now. I want something that's going to push me, but isn't going to like make my nervous system feel uneasy. So, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Bobby, I love that when you said expectation, right? Like, even though we both as a unit, this is a partnership when you have a coaching experience. The coach has a level of expectation of the client, the athlete, the participant. And the participant should have an expectation of what the coach is going to deliver and how they're going to deliver it to ensure that they're getting the best bang of their buck, um, that they're using their time wisely, that they don't feel they've walked out and they've got nothing or they didn't learn anything. Um, so the expectation on both sides is important to keep consistent so that growth does actually happen. And it's not just a whole rumble and tumble of just, oh, yeah, that looks good today. Mm, And it'll keep you in the same spot all the time. You won't see the growth you desire. So that I like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so what, um, as far as like advice that you've kind of seen in your industry, so we talked about consistency, but like, you know, what are like just takeaways that people have told you where they've maybe not had the best experience working with a personal trainer or health coach or anything like that. Um, so what are some of the commonalities that you've heard people tell you from anecdotal reports? Um, The biggest one is that most people with previous experience where it was something that they didn't like is they felt like they worked with someone who didn't show that they cared. Um, A lot of times people can be seen as just another number, a statistic, another client in the book to make sure the rent gets paid. Um, For me personally, if I could do this without having to make a living, I'd still want to do it. Um, For me, it's like my passion and my drive is to be able to help someone and make a positive impact. Um, So for me, a lot of the feedback I get is they feel like they're heard, they're listened to, they're cared for, and they're recognized. Um, And when today, it's it's also not the cookie cutter program. Um, People are going to get what they um, should deserve and what's going to suit them best. Um, not what's going to suit a whole population best. Um, so I think over the course of the years, being a caring trainer um, and leading with caring compassion has been the best feedback uh, that I've learned. I was going to say, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's that quote of along the lines of like, people, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care or something along those lines, you know, like, and I think education is important and especially um, as they become, as people become knowledgeable about something, they can realize who is knowledgeable on the topic and who's not. And I think that's very important, mm-hmm. but they're not like the first thing, like you said, is caring, caring about the person. Like I'm, whether it's a sport or health coach or any type of coaching, 
um, I'm giving you money to help me. Like, I want to, I want to feel like I'm your most important person, even though I know you got a thousand other people. Like, I want that time with you to feel like it's all about me. Right. And yes, the education part, right? There's so much that goes into our side of staying on our continued education and to ensure that we're up to date on what's new, what's happening, what practices have adapted over the course of the years to make that experience better. And I think uh, that gets undervalued or isn't on, people aren't as on top of it as they could be. Um, so continued education, most certainly. Uh, if people say, what should I look for in a, a fitness professional? One of my top things is make sure that they're up on their continued education. Absolutely. That's and I think they're professional, really. I was going to say, and I think a lot of times the, it, the um, people just follow like the whoever has like the fastest fix and not realizing that like that education is important. And a lot of times it takes a little bit to whether you want to build strength, lose weight, you know, give healthy, lower your blood pressure, things like that. It's not a quick fix. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I do think that there's a big difference between trying to develop that longer term relationship so that you are supported and finding that fit and working with somebody that is going to get you from point A to point B and listen to you, it does require finding that person that that has decent leadership and has good communication and does have a professional um, approach to how they do things. And I think if, you know, if you're just growing as a fitness professional, I think kind of hearing this might be hopefully helpful to say like, this is how you're going to build consistency. So your business doesn't have so much of that, like, you know, roller coaster of like, I'm going to spend money on marketing and ads and I'm going to get a bunch of clients and then they drop off. And sometimes when we think about from a business side, like, you know, retention, churn, you know, all of these words that that we hear, um, you know, if, if you're seeing a difficult time having retention or have, you know, all of that, it might be you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it might not be, uh, everybody else. And so kind of looking inward to say, what's the common denominator here, or it could be an employee, or it could be, Mm -hmm. you know, there could be something else going on. So really taking a pause to figure out why are we not retaining? Um, so it's not just about gaining new clients. It's also about retaining them um, to show that you're actually doing a good job, whether it's, you know, coaching or whatever it might be. Um, so. Absolutely. No, and that even goes to show how um, a journey in fitness and nutrition works. Uh, if you go just to a point and then drop off the diet Um, What are you not doing or what are you not focusing on yourself to be able to maintain, um, to continue improvement, but to stay strong on a more uh, forward path than a uh, rise to the top and a drop to the bottom again and a rise to the top. Yeah, the roller coaster rides. uh, It's fun in the actual roller coaster, but not in life. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's some, sometimes I think that's what we get used to. 
uh, cause we get so short sighted of like, I, whatever, you know, whatever the goal might be, I'm just going to hit it as fast as I possibly can. And, um, and like I said, it could be a business thing. It could be a, a personal thing. It could be who knows what, it could be a new employee that you have brought on that you're, you want to get them trained as quickly as possible. But then like, how do we, it's all about like, how do we maintain that? How do we keep it going for the long term? And that's right. leadership that's making sure that you're actually staying consistent and using strategies to keep the energy high without over pushing, but not under pushing, finding that right balance. And that's coaching. That's coaching style leadership of you're constantly trying to get from like a little bit more, a little bit further and giving that person the information that they need, the enthusiasm they need, the support that they need, you know, the compassion that they need, everything else. As a coach, that's what you're doing to really make sure Mm -hmm. you're getting them and keeping them moving forward because nobody wants to plateau. I mean, that's nobody wants that. So you can't just like stop. You got to keep doing it (laughs) all the time, all the time. And, you know, I think I like that you brought up about looking inward because, you know, you can care, but like if things are going wrong, you got to look at yourself and kind of really rule out yourself first. And I think that goes along with being a leader. And I know, Dr. Jass, we've talked about this and this goes with any leadership style is you like, so for coaching you, what you're telling your clients, you better be doing yourself. You know, like, so in leadership and whether that is, you know, being, um, you know, a leader over like a group of janitors, like you got to be willing to go clean the floors and the toilets and do everything. Like you should be willing to do the lowest end tasks that no one wants to do as a leader um, and show that, you know, actually do that. And I think that goes a long way um, because no one's going to go to a nutritionist that isn't look like they're eating healthy and like take caring about their body. No one's going to go um, to a health coach that sits on the couch and eats potato chips and looks like they haven't walked a mile in a day, you know, in like years, you know? So like you got to not only talk the talk, but you got to walk it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've had some of the best bosses who've done just that, um, whether they were still uh, hopping in to be a sub because the other teacher couldn't present themselves or there there was a family emergency. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to put the stress on another person who's already busy. I have the time. This is my business. I'm going to hop right into exactly what I where I started. Um, to, to know that that's uh, adaptability is still there um, really shows that you are understanding what's going on underneath you at all times. And then you're, again, leading by example, which I think is probably one of the best forms of leadership that someone can do. Yeah. And Chris well, respect too. And so, and that's the thing is the mutual respect. So you want someone yeah. to respect you. So like you really need to earn that and continue mm-hmm. to earn it. And not just at the beginning, but like, you know, maintain that, ex- that professional experience. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, 
Well, Liz, we definitely really appreciate you coming on and just like kind of further going into more specifically the coaching style leadership strategy and how this can be implemented in different ways. So like it can be implemented with clients, it can be implemented with employees. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, children, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> all sorts of um, athletes. It doesn't matter. So you can, you can implement this and, and really think about, it's not just about barking and yelling and, you know, the loudest that you can talk to get the people to, you know, hoorah, we've got this. Um, But really like having those soft skills and bringing that back around and how you can actually, you know, have some better consistency. So, yep. I agree. I agree. Awesome. All right. Well, we um, look forward to what's coming up later this month. We're going to stay in leadership for one more episode. And then in September, we're moving on to pain. Is it, everybody want to hear about pain? <laughs> or think about what we can do? I have it. plenty of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next week. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you would like to learn more about how Two Gals can support you, then join our Two Gals Insiders membership, which can be found at www.2-gals.com. Also, don't forget, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram. Okay, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your week.